0: Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a Private Practice Recap Podcast. I'm Sam. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about Private Practice Season 5, Episode 17. Episode 17, The Letting Go, was written by Barbie Kligman and directed by Paul Adelstein. Dear listeners, that is Cooper. It aired on March 15th, 2012. Enjoy! Enjoy! Today we have a special celebrity guest host on the pod. Yet again, please welcome star of the first national tour of Girl from the North Country. You've seen her on FBI Most Wanted and Blue Bloods. She starred as Dina in the international tour of Dreamgirls. The light of my life. This is Sheree Moultrie. Hello, everybody. (laughs) It is bright and early in both of our time zones today. So good morning, dear listeners. Even if it's 11 p.m. to us, it's morning. (laughs) absolutely Uh, I know so you're on tour right now yes I am girl
1: from North Country I'm in Des Moines Iowa for the rest of this week and then I'm somewhere else next week
0: (laughs) amazing yeah I know this is your fourth city yes that's correct nice you're the best (laughs) I know she well she does this thing called sweets with (laughs) Sheree and I I am, I'm your biggest fan. We know this, but every city she goes to, you find like a dessert place and you find a black owned business, which is also super cool. But for the sweets with Sheree, since I went to college in Cleveland, I gave her like 17 recommendations because of course I know the best ice cream shops, but yeah. So if you are in a city that the first national tours usually come in, let Sheree know where she should go for that black owned business and for the sweets shop. Yes, please, please, please that would be so helpful. It's I've
1: been just like googling things or like putting a little something on my Instagram page and letting people tell me um but if there's some listeners who are from some of the next place summits connected like next and then DC um yeah and some other places but you can go on our website northcountrytour.com to uh see all of the the, the city list and buy tickets if you're around as well.
0: Yeah. Please let us know if you go see the show. I'm seeing you, what, in January? Are you in Pittsburgh in January? When are you in LA? Yes. I'm in Pittsburgh in January. I think I'm in LA
1: this summertime.
0: Okay. That's fine. I'll miss you, but that's um, fine. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So if you see the show before me, just just (laughs) tell me how good she is, even though I'll already know. (laughs) So what else are you reading and or watching right now? I haven't been watching that many things
1: because I'm in hotels. Sometimes I hop on a Netflix the moment, but a lot of times I've just been turning on the hotel TV. So I've been watching a lot of Law & Order Special Victims Unit, which I'm so
0: proud. Oh, my God. I could not be more proud. (laughs) I'm shook. She hasn't told me this. (gasps) Oh, yeah. I used to be a really big fan of that show. I
1: watched it all the time growing up. But when I moved to New York, I stopped watching it because I started recognizing streets and getting yep. paranoid and things. It's too but real. now in <laughs> hotels and away from
0: New York, I started watching it again. <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. Oh, my God. Amazing. <laughs> I'm I'm shook. So, dear listeners, I'm watching Yellowstone at the moment, and I know that it is like like a conservative old white guy show. That's what everyone says, but it's not. I just feel like people aren't get like some people love it. Yes, of course. But I feel like a lot of people in my circle are like, why are you watching that? But it is so good. If you like House of Cards, if you like Succession, Mm. even if you like House of the Dragon or Game of Thrones, like I really think you would like Yellowstone. I love it. I kind of like. More, I my, more than kind of want to be on it, but I can't ride a horse. I mean, I can, I can ride a horse like with a guide, like a pony. I can do that, I'm sure. But yeah. I want to be on it. I think it's a great show. It definitely doesn't pass the Bechdel test, but like, I don't mind.
1: <laughs> I haven't heard that show. I haven't heard of it yet.
0: I'll have to look it up. It's on Paramount Network, but it's on Peacock, so it's not on Paramount Plus. Oh. So okay. it's confusing, but it has two prequels, nine or eighteen eighty-three and nineteen twenty-three.
1: Hmm.
0: But they're prequels, so but I still watch them after I watch all of Yellowstone.
1: Mm-hmm. If that
0: makes sense. But I don't know. It's really good. It's like succession or house of cards just in Montana.
1: Nice. Okay. Interesting.
0: I love it. I will look it up. I'm on season three. I'm watching like a season in two days. It's Oh my gosh! And wild. It's only ten episodes a season, so like,
1: could okay. be crazier.
0: So, do you have anything to promote?
1: Come see our show, "Girl from the North Country." We'll be in twenty cities across the U.S. Um, like I said earlier, you can just go to northcountrytour dot com to uh, find out more, get tickets, all that jazz. And I, nobody knows this yet. You'll be the first people to know. But I booked a TV show recently, <laughs> an episode on a TV show. Let me say that I'm not a okay. serious. <laughs> not yet um but yeah i will be doing that but i can't tell you where it is yet but soon you'll know but i'm gonna be going to go um shoot that
0: pretty soon as well so that's exciting news as well will you text it to me though we won't tell anyone yes yes amazing (laughs) okay okay i won't i won't look (laughs) i'm so excited oh you're my superstar but we knew this (laughs) you're mine too sam when you were, so you got like a little, um, they call it a layoff, dear listeners, when you have a couple weeks off for a, like a holiday or something. Sheree was home for Thanksgiving and her brother is the only person in the world that I think high, more highly of than her. So when she was with <laughs> Kyle, I was like, that's, that is my bestie, not sister. <laughs> Kyle is my bestie. Yes, we definitely
1: talked about you quite a bit while I was oh. home. <laughs> he says hello and sends his love. Oh.
0: Oh, I'm spiraling from year to year. Should get him on one of these. He probably would love to do it. Yeah, because he loves Grey's Anatomy, right? Yeah, <gasps> yeah. I'm booked for the rest of this season, but I haven't done next season's yet. So yeah, let's get him on.
1: Let's hit him up. I'll I'll, I'll intro the idea to him, and then let you fin- take it to the finish line.
0: <laughs> and then you can do the actual intro. Be like, "This is my brother. He loves Heinz ketchup and has a great fiance." <laughs> When he yeah. was little, he did A, B, and C. Just like totally embarrass him. Love totally. it. Please. <laughs> and where can we find you online? Yes, I'm on Instagram at Sharae, S-H-A-R-A-E. And then my website is IamSharae.com. Our patient breakdown for the week, dear listeners. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Addison Forbes. Mo- well, first, first notes and miscellaneous per usual. Addison Forbes Montgomery. Corinne Bennett, bipolar disorder. Scott Becker, aka Hot Scott, dislocated shoulder, abdominal laceration, internal bleeding, a splenic rupture. Erica Warner with metastasis. Amelia Shepard is pregnant. You came in on quite the episode. I sure did. You did not warn me at all. Well, because I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. It's okay. I was watching and I was like, oh god. <laughs> Me too. As I was watching it, it's like, oh my
1: god, Sam, this is the saddest episode ever. Oh
0: I know, I really this is not like it's this is my rating kind of, but I just don't like this episode. I know it's not one of the super heavy ones like Violet's labor, we'll say, or four seven or five eight or any of the like ones that get all the you know Instagram videos about them and all the like little edits. But this episode is hard to watch. I don't like it. Hmm.
1: It was. It really was. I mean, I appreciated having Anika Noni Rose in it. That's why yes, I when that's... I, her, I was like, oh my gosh. And then all the things happened. I was like, oh. Uh, <laughs> oh,
0: my oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I wanted you in for her. So I was like, oh, this would be a good one for Sheree. And then. No, I, I enjoyed watching it. It was just, it was heavier than it's I heavy. expected. Yeah. yeah. So what's your first note? So my very first note. um, So
1: Addison, help me with the names again. Addison's the redhead. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I was correct. Um, During her therapy session, she's like telling a story about a girl dating an old man who's good looking versus a college man who's good looking. And I was like, hmm, what does that really mean? Um, So that's my very first note (laughs) because it really like made me think about, okay, who would I consider an old man, good looking person versus a a college good looking
0: person? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Maybe it's like someone who you can tell is going to be really hot when they're older Mm -hmm. versus somebody who is like typical college hot, like football player or like, you know, academic. I, I feel like it's that.
1: Right. That's kind of where my mind was too. Yeah. But it, it was just such an interesting way to say that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I said college relationships are unexplainable. Like don't even try. Even when I was in college, I saw some of the people that my peers were dating. I wouldn't say friends. My friends made pretty, pretty good decisions um, overall, <laughs> but some like people I saw walking through campus and I was like, what? yeah yeah but my real first note is you know things are getting serious when there aren't any patients outside of our main cast
1: Mm. oh yeah i guess everyone was connected to them that's true yeah
0: yeah Yeah. i i would expect this to come if there's 22 episodes i would expect this to come like episode 20 or 21 not 17 did not this feel like an end of an end of season episode yeah actually yes
1: because of what happened with Mason and his mom and Violet and that guy. Yeah, it did.
0: Yeah, or or even like um mid-season finale, like before Thanksgiving, because usually in a typical year, there aren't new episodes over Thanksgiving or, C- or Christmas because there's all of those like specials. Mm. But since this was March, I guess it's possible they took a like a short break for Easter, hmm. I guess. I don't know. Do you have any more first notes before we get to Addison proper? The only other note was about the new person, the new doctor to me. Um,
1: I fir- oh, Jake. I fir- Jake, yes. Um, when I was like, oh, my gosh, I recognize him from so many other things. And then just like the, the intro <laughs> scene with him and his daughter, who I did know, with, like his daughter, but in a slightly different way. And she's just like, yeah, dad, I had sex. And, and I was like, oh, my God, I could never imagine just having a conversation like that with my, with my dad. <laughs> oh, my God. it was so
0: that scene was just like so awkward the whole thing (laughs) and I felt like it was really loud I don't know it was it
1: was just (laughs) boom in your face this is happening right now it's like oh
0: okay I know yeah Yeah, I I don't not like this episode because of anything like creative or writing wise or shots or anything it's just like so much it's mm-hmm. either awkward or sad, and there's no, like, funny storyline to break it. I think that's it. I yep. think if we would have had, like, one of those scenes with the music in the back that's like, I I it, the, the tension was just never cut. It was just awkward or sad or scary the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So on to Addison Forrest Montgomery. What is Addison wearing? while fixing her sink like are those sam's pants i don't believe that either of those parts of her outfit are something that she would wear it looks like sam's pants they're like those they're not pinstripes but what do you call them they're like they look like suit but pjs like silk Um, pajamas
1: i don't know i didn't notice her pants i noticed the hoodie though
0: yeah the hoodie like is that and she's cleaning like fixing her sink interesting yeah and she's like i perform surgery on babies in the womb dear addison neonatal surgery and sink repair are not the same skill set so different no yeah (laughs) sure i guess you have to use your hand but um and like put things together (laughs) i guess but it's very different very different it's okay not to be able to do everything (laughs) yeah don't tell her that (laughs) i'm glad that you know that though because it's hard (laughs) <laughs> it is yeah. <laughs> Anything more for Addison before we move on to dear dear sweet Corinne? This is going to be just this is just the first notes about her,
1: or everything everything
0: about Addison everything. I think something else I put
1: I noticed her purple dress. I can't remember. I think it was when she was about to talk to um. I always forget Tay Diggs's uh, character's name because I Sam. Just- <laughs> oh my god that's because you're the only sam in my life that's literally every
0: time you're on you say that you say you're the only sam in my life it's very true amazing amazing (laughs) she means it every time (laughs) i do legitimately (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh it's okay we can call him sam i mean we can call him tay Diggs. that's what i mean every time Everybody calls Benjamin Bratt, Benjamin Bratt instead of Jake. And everybody calls Tay Diggs, Tay Diggs instead of Sam. We know who you're talking about. And everyone calls Audra, Audra. It's fine. Okay, perfect. Thank you guys for understanding.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she was wearing some really, really cute purple dress. And I was like, okay, Addison, I'm feeling this look. But then she started talking about the baby stuff and I was like, Oh gosh, not her and the baby fever again. Like, is this what this episode is gonna be about? But it didn't turn out to be that way, so I was fine with it. But yeah, I was like woman.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> can't catch a break no she can't And to corinne bennett with bipolar disorder it's so hard to watch and i can't imagine anyone but anika noni rose being this actor yeah character i was really acting
1: in this yeah it, it made me kind of went like oh i wonder what i would do with a scene like with something like this like oh if i really want to under like go out for something like this and just like you know see that process and everything like that because I thought she did a great job
0: yeah Um,
1: and also the writing was just amazing with her character as well and Tay's character their interactions were great but yeah when I first when she first got on the scene I was like oh my gosh it's Anika because I didn't know she was going to be in it and I was like oh my gosh she's her her sister yeah I was like of course Sam did this for me um (laughs) And then I was like, wait, what happened to them? So I was like, did they get in a car accident? What is going on? And then, you know, obviously I learned what happened. And yeah, I didn't realize it was bipolar. I couldn't tell what the, the illness was. And I don't think they necessarily said it in this episode. Um, So it's good to know that that's what it was. But yeah, it was really intense and sad. And yeah, it was it was just hard hard to watch really Tay having to figure out a way to navigate this situation and like making sure that she know that she knows that he loves her and that he's there for her, but understanding that there's a limitation to what he can do to help her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I he think he's very similar to Addison also feeling like he can do everything, but realizing in this episode that you can't.
0: It's so hard. Yeah. When there, I think it, she's still in the hospital And she just continually says, like, don't give up on me. It's her like theme for the if she says one thing every episode, it's that don't give up on me. And Mm -hmm. Sam says, I'm not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Best intentions. Everybody has the best of intentions. Yeah.
1: And the thing is, don't give up on me. He's not giving up on her. Yeah. But she doesn't understand that or her definition of that is different from most people's.
0: Yeah. I hope that she will see that when she has, you know, a broader lens, but I'm not sure she will. She right. just has been through so much trauma that I'm not sure she's hopefully eventually she will be capable of seeing why he did what he did. But I don't know. I'm not sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. I still don't know, besides storyline, of course, and the fact that this is TV, why they didn't put her in an inpatient program off the bat short term to get her meds stabilized. A few episodes when Brie was on, she was talking about how, you know, it is so unethical to be straightening meds out that are that heavy from, you know, living on the street and being in the wrong meds to begin with to Mm. the correct meds. She said it's so unethical for Sheldon to be doing that in outpatient, whether her brother's a doctor or not. Mm. I just, I feel like she should have been an inpatient. But then, of course, we wouldn't have gotten any of this storyline. Right. Yeah. yeah. And when Sheldon says, be her brother, not her warden, I thought that was also, yeah. Mm. And then I was wondering, I didn't write this down, but I was wondering if Sam and Naomi were still together together. If this would have ended differently, because then I feel like there would have been more than one person for Corinne to, you know, be with at a certain time, Mm. you know, they could have shared that or like Sam could be in in charge of just meds and Naomi could be in charge of the walk or something like that. But I think Mm. the fact that it was one person, it really just feels like, you know, poking at her the whole time of like, you're doing nothing right, you're doing nothing right, when it's not true yeah yeah that's true that's a good point yeah there's no answer but i was just thinking that Mm -hmm. sheldon goes in with a logical appeal and addison goes in with the emotional appeal i thought it was interesting that sheldon went to addison about that um Mm -hmm. but also smart that they knew to go from two different approaches neither of them being negative right I also don't know why Sam still has not called the rest of his family to let them know that Corinne is alive and with him. I hope he does next. They didn't know
1: the family doesn't know that she's okay. Oh, wow. That's kind of important. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he only thinks about what's right in front of him, though. Also, he's one of those kinds of people.
0: Yeah, he He doesn't doesn't look look a a couple steps ahead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not really top priority.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I agree. I'd agree with that. Most of my notes in here are just simply facts. Like Sam realizes that he alone isn't enough to help her. And then seeking outside help does not mean that he is giving up on her. But I do understand why she sees it that way. Mm -hmm. But I also don't think it's forever that she's in that place. I think it's until she gets everything straightened out chemically and emotionally right
1: right and like he could visit her frequently i would think i don't know how it
0: works but i think he'd be there every day yeah i would think he would be able to come see her all the time yeah i would think like every day he would be there but i don't i don't know she probably thinks you know people have given up on her before and she's just given up on now yeah yeah anything else for corinne i don't think so do you want to tell everyone why I was so um, excited to give you Anika Noni-Rose? <laughs> because I'm obsessed with Anika Noni-Rose, no. <laughs>
1: but, um, well, I have so many connections to Anika. Um, one, I just, I love her career and I would love to follow behind what she's done, obviously. But the probably the big thing is that she voiced princess tiana the first black disney princess um and then i got to play or be friends with i should say that's the disney way with princess tiana in the macy's day parade a couple years ago so tiana has a very special place in my heart for many many reasons and so anika noni rose is just at the
0: top of
1: the echelon for me
0: (laughs) she didn't tell me she was friends with tiana so she, she just said watch the parade watch the parade and i fully expected her to just be like holding a balloon or something I don't know why I expected that but then I saw the float and I was like oh. I literally screamed um <laughs> dear guest host Caitlin was here and I screamed I got my phone and I like butt scooched all the way up to the tv and I was like <laughs> and I think I still have that video you
1: sent me saved somewhere
0: <laughs> I know I think so too I'm gonna I'll post it on the Instagram if I can find it it was Shut. Yeah, it was amazing. I both so no best one people. else is as good of friends with her as you are. Thanks. She's a dream for sure. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. On to Scott Becker with dislocated shoulder, abdominal laceration, internal bleeding, and a splenic rupture. You haven't met Scott yet, have you? Oh mm-hmm. yeah. So basically Scott and Violet were, you know, hot and heavy, having many a moment in the woods. But also dating. And then Violet was like, no, I just want to have moments in the woods with you. And that was like two episodes ago. So now they're like just good buddies. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. course, Scott was the hero. Of course. And um, Gray's besties will know. I'm really glad that Pete called for a head CT.
1: Oh, yeah. Because so many things happened with that
0: uh well let's see it's almost it's nine seasons ago at this point um dear listeners if you haven't watched to season 11 of Grey's Anatomy skip the next 30 seconds when Derek McDreamy went to that rural hospital they didn't give him a head CT and that's why he died
1: mm, got it okay
0: you already know that he dies so I don't feel bad I telling you episode. yeah 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 yeah, yeah, but it's like a big thing in the Gray's universe of being like, you should have given a head CT, a head CT. Mm. This predates that by like years, so interesting. Yeah, how oh, cool.
1: But yeah, I when he came on the screen, I was like, oh my god, who is this?
0: <laughs> Scott Scott, so beautiful. Mm-hmm.
1: Wait, who is he to Violet? Who was this? Like, why is she? And I was like, oh, they have a thing going on, and that's her husband oh my gosh, what is happening? Um, but yeah, I didn't have that much written about him. Mostly it's about how good looking he was and just like what was going on with him and Violet that I found out you know, later in the episode and whatnot. But I did think it was really cool or um, admirable, I guess at the end when he was kind of like, look, you want to have a family. What we have is not that, like yeah, don't have to be here just to pity me or whatever or feel like you're obligated to be with me or, you know, because I'm hurt. Um, And I was like, oh, wow, that's really big of him to say and do. And also, like, give me a call now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ferry that. (laughs) (laughs) If they were in the field or, like, in some sort of emergency situation, I mean, this is an emergency, but if they were in anywhere but a hospital or a medical setting, I could see why Violet would do that shoulder relocation. Mm. But she so obviously doesn't know what she's doing and hasn't done it in 10 years. And it's making it worse for the patient. So why wouldn't Pete call over like a resident or an intern or a nurse or a PA or somebody who does shoulder relocations on the regular?
1: Yeah. No, that's real. Yeah. I thought it was kind of strange. I was like, wait, what
0: does she want to do? Why does she want to do this? Like, huh? When she said, let me help. I thought. She meant like hold his hand or like have (laughs) him look her direction instead of looking at the shoulder. It was Mm -hmm. confusing. It was very confusing for me.
1: Yeah, it was a bit strange. (laughs) Yeah.
0: She just so obviously doesn't want to be with Scott anymore. Like as the episode goes on, she is just so like, you can tell she feels like she needs to go with Scott, like to be with him. Mm-hmm. like in in the in the moment i don't mean be with him like in the grander scheme of things but also they agreed to keep it super casual so i guess it isn't that surprising
1: mm. yeah i guess she's just confused i don't know or also because her husband is right there it's kind of like <laughs> does she have to save face in front of her husband or
0: well they've separated so pete knows yeah. that they're together but i mean yeah. it's still confusing
1: yeah, I don't know. That's a lot to have to worry about. <laughs> yeah.
0: When she brings in the teddy bear and goes, it kind of looks like you. I laughed because I also <laughs> do that. I'll see something and be like, oh, this is you. Oh. <laughs> but then she put the balloon to block his vitals. Like, Violet, you're a doctor. What are you doing?
1: Oh, <laughs> it did. I did see that. It didn't click that that's like a bad thing to do. But I did notice that the balloon was like right in the center of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. don't understand
0: oh goodness my last note for scott is scott breaking up with violet while he's half alive lol what like yeah yeah (laughs) and like where is his partner where are his friends where is like his family family never shows up here like anyone else the parents or like the siblings would be there but not in shondaland (laughs)
1: like they're okay they'll figure it out
0: (laughs) they'll be fine we'll see them later anything else for hot scott (laughs) no but i love that name (laughs) (laughs) on to erica warner with metastasis so that if anyone doesn't know is when the cancer moves from one place to lots of places so originally the cancer was in her brain and it has metastasized to the rest of her body Mm. you've met erica before right but like a long time ago
1: yeah, I don't know if I ever saw her face in an episode. I know they mentioned, because I remember this doctor, I can't remember his name, um, having a child from another Cooper. Yes, thank Hooper.
0: you. He's the director of this episode. Wow. Very
1: cool. But yeah, it was tragic. I, yeah, I don't, don't remember her face, but I remember her storyline somewhat.
0: Yeah. It was surprising to me that Paul Adelstein directed this episode because it's so hard to direct something while you're in it. Which obviously he's going to be in every episode or almost every episode. But you would think, I could see why he would want to do this episode. But I feel like it would be easier to do an episode that you're not in so much. Mm-hmm. But I see why he would want to do this episode because it's so pivotal for his character. Yeah. But I don't know, just the um, logistics of it seem difficult.
1: Yeah. I would love to be on a set where I see someone who is in this, in it and then also direct, like, yeah I'm just how do you how do you use both sides of the brain for that or you know what I mean like yeah yeah it's it's very interesting but I feel like people do it a lot
0: yeah I know um Cynthia Nixon directs a lot of episodes of and just like that which is the sex in the city spinoff or is that the right word spinoff not really epilogue Our... <laughs> I, <guess. laughs> I don't know yeah and this is not the first episode that he's directed which is cool I love his directing style as well mm when they're playing twister and charlotte says but your mom is the best spinner i thought that was a sweet way of saying like mm, if your mom comes down here she will not be able to move her limbs in this way without saying that and without mm. erica having to say that mm. oh yeah i didn't catch that that was a thing yeah, let's really yeah. when you continue your gray's watch rewatch, there is a crossover event where erica and cooper and charlotte are at seattle grace with um derek does the surgery derek and amelia
1: mm, got it okay
0: yeah so in like 10 years when you're watching it you'll be like wait this looks so familiar that's right. why cooper and mason both wearing plaid throughout the episode love that cooper and mini cooper here for it oh, didn't notice <laughs> you don't. yeah I, you don't have to it's i feel like when i'm watching it i since i already know the like Overall, what's going to happen, I can zoom out. Mm -hmm. Mason assumes that Cooper is lying now because he lied before, withheld the truth before. And Cooper promises to tell the whole truth from now on. And I think that that is so important because in the past, well, Mason didn't know his mom was sick for so long. So this has come on like a freight train so quickly, so Mm -hmm. seriously, came out of nowhere he was just totally blindsided wow. and charlotte told him the truth and now cooper will tell him the truth which is important yeah absolutely yeah
1: I feel like parents often try to keep their kids in the dark to save them or protect them and stuff but in the end it's better for us to know at least something give yeah. us something what's going on so that we can prepare ourselves mentally but
0: exactly and kids are so much smarter than people give them credit for Hmm. Yeah. And uh, the last, well, it's not the last, but the last thing I'll say for now is Amelia gives Erica one week to live. And Erica says that Mason can't see her that way. I don't know why Mason looks so much younger in this episode than he has it in the past few. Like, is it because his hair is longer? His hair looks like longer and shinier. I don't know. Looks beautiful, but (laughs) I'm like, why why does he look look like. Yeah, I feel like maybe in the past episodes he's looked like nine or ten. When in the past he's looked like when in in the past he's looked nine or ten. In these episodes he looks like six or seven, and he's eight. I don't know. He just looks young in this episode. Mm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I thought he just looked pretty young. So. Yeah. That have to do with all
0: of this. No. When Mason hears that his mom has one week to live, I don't know if they say one week, but they say like very soon he mm-hmm. says she must be so scared yes and that's a sign that erica has raised an incredible young man
1: mhm i've goosebumps very much to understand something like that and not make it about himself yeah or it was when he said it i was like wow how how does he know what yeah i was really in awe of That child thinking of something like that and caring about his mother like that.
0: The scene with Mason and Erica, followed directly by him running to Charlotte, never fails to make me sob. Like, I don't cry very often, but I had tears streaming down my face. Yes, me too. It was when he said, I didn't cry. I didn't cry.
1: Yes, that part. That part I wrote over and over is like, I'm so proud that he didn't cry, because but, but I cried enough for both of us. Like I <laughs> was like, oh my, it broke my heart. Yeah, also Ugh. made me feel so beautiful. It was such a beautiful moment between him and Charlotte, which I think could be some foreshadowing to what their relationship will look like, you know, in the episodes to come. But, oof, it was oh so hard, and his poor mom knowing that that's the last time she's going to see her kid. And I just, I don't know what, what would I do in a situation like that? Would I really want, I I totally get where she's coming from. I totally get it. And his, because of his age and all of that, I I guess that was the right decision, but I don't know. I think the selfish part of me would want to see him for as much as I can, you know, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just so tough. So tough.
0: Yeah. It's, Oh, I, like, can't think about it too much.
1: <laughs> no, really.
0: But also the fact that he ran straight to Charlotte and, like, bypassed Cooper. Also, I, I think that really is a testament to, like, again, their relationship. And before this, Charlotte has been so adamant about not wanting children. Like, she and Cooper have had basically fights about, like, I don't want kids. I don't want children. And then this sweet boy just literally fell out of the sky not literally, figuratively. And and she, Charlotte stepped up.
1: Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Yeah. I feel like in one of the episodes I did with you too, Charlotte was the person that someone else leaned on when they were having a tough time and she gave them a really big hug. Or maybe Charlotte was the one who gave, who needed the hug from someone. But I just remember a hug being a really pivotal moment in one of the scenes, in one of the um, episodes we watched together and um
0: I think it was between um I think uh, Amelia and Charlotte were hugging because Amelia needed it okay I think yeah
1: I just I was just like wow this is the second time I've seen Charlotte involved in a like really beautiful embrace moment and yeah I was like yeah hugs really do make a difference particularly on the show for some reason for me I noticed them
0: I wish that Erica and Mason could have like watched a movie or something or like I know they can't really play a board game I know they can't really have a meal or like play cards but I wish they could have been like an extended thing rather than just like in and out
1: yeah but I I, I
0: yeah I understand that Erica maybe like couldn't stay on for that long and I'm sure she's in an excruciating amount of pain but I wish it could have been just like longer.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like him being able to crawl up in the bed with her and just yeah. like listen to her for a little bit.
0: Yeah, really nice to see. Yeah, yeah. When Charlotte says, "Like, do you want me to call an aunt or a friend?" and Erica says, "I don't have anyone," and Charlotte says, "That's just not true." Mm-hmm. But yeah. She has them. Yeah. They've come so far in just a few episodes. Like earlier this season. Charlotte was ready to give them like thousands and thousands of dollars to just leave and leave them alone because she didn't really believe that Mason was Cooper's kid. She thought Erica was just trying to like mm. wild. Yeah. Wild. Very proud. I think it's a testament to both of their characters as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything more for Erica? Uh,
1: I think that's it. Yeah.
0: Okay, on to Amelia Shepherd, who is pregnant.
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> Amelia's what? <laughs> How did this happen? What's going on? So yeah, I really have to take some time and like really catch up on this show because it's so, it is really so good. I really do. I, need, I just need to go ahead and add it to my thing and just make this the show I watch now. Please, um, and Thank you. Although SVU is an
0: incredible choice. <laughs> it will always be there to come back to you.
1: That's true. That was very true. But yeah, I was like, wait, Amelia's pregnant what do you mean how what who so obviously I find out a little bit more um throughout the scene but yeah they were like a crack baby this and that and I was like what so I don't I can't even remember if I knew that she used drugs at any point I'm I may have seen that on one of the episodes we did I can't remember now
0: it's like um, popping in and out and in and out. And you're like, oh, yes, yeah. some stuff happened. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's why I kind of just catch up and know what's going on. But yeah, I mean, I was just surprised that that was happening and that she told it like I was like, OK, I get that she told Sheldon, but also like what what's going on with her and Sheldon? Like, why do they have this bond? It's so interesting. Like to the like least the characters I wouldn't think would get along or whatever um, seem to really confide in each other, which is nice. I'm glad that's somebody I think the biggest thing that I wrote about her was just the conversation that she had with Addison and how again she was so relieved after getting that hug from her and like you know that Addison was happy for her not upset or jealous or mad or anything like that and just that sigh of relief was really was really nice to see from Amelia
0: yeah and when she goes to Addison and is like Obviously, it's an emotional thing to tell someone, but to tell someone who is you consider to be your sister more than your biological sisters, who has had such trouble conceiving and knowing, oh. I, I would probably feel the same of like, when, the way that she says it of, I know it's not fair. I'm so sorry. And Addison saying, you made me an aunt. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, Addison responded that way. Of course. Yeah. But I see the hesitation on Amelia's part. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So Amelia is charting, updating her charts for patients we haven't seen, but whatever. That's a story for another episode. (laughs) And she's said, I'm considering switching to mint teal instead of chamomile. How is chamomile tea a good thing to be drinking while you're doing charts? Like, I would fall right to sleep. I would be knocked out. (laughs) Like doing Uh charts with sleepy time tea? What? In the middle of the afternoon?
1: That is funny. I do like a a good chamomile though. I must say it's nice. It is soothing. Maybe charts like give her all this like crazy feelings in the body and the brain. And so she needs something to calm
0: it down just a little bit. Maybe, maybe. But she also is growing a human. So doesn't that make you tired? I don't know. We wouldn't know. Imagine that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. When Sheldon says, "I'm sorry that none of the choices are without pain." Mm-hmm. I thought that was a beautiful way to say it.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, good writing. That was a great. that's a great little,
0: yeah.
1: To take yeah,
0: for the first time in a really long time, Amelia looks genuinely happy when telling Sheldon that she's keeping, quote, Ryan's baby. Mm-hmm. it was it was beautiful. But Amelia's hair looks so different in the kitchen with everyone than in Sheldon's office, like the scene prior. And we're meant to believe it's the same day. It's the same outfit. It looks like she like got caught in the rain or something. It was so like voluminous and like whatever. And then the next scene is just like flat. And I feel like the part is even different. Oh, wow. Wow
1: they shot it on different days (laughs) probably
0: so she's eating green apples with spray cheese topped with chocolate chips
1: yeah what what (laughs) i don't know i don't know Who who came up with that combination i don't know
0: probably someone who has been pregnant and is like that is all i wanted i have never in my life craved spray cheese ever
1: no i don't even know have i ever had it i really have as a kid but I couldn't even tell you what it tastes
0: like. Like artificial cheese flavoring. It's not that
1: hard to get real cheese.
0: (laughs) No, it's not. But maybe she just wanted the artificial. I don't know. But I thought it was so funny when she was like, I can't eat it in the kitchen because then everyone will know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely something to to give that away.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could understand if it was like spray peanut butter.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Although I've only seen that for dogs, I think.
1: Thing. yeah. I've never seen a spray peanut butter, but they no. have all, they have so many different like little mini peanut butter things.
0: So I could see that, yeah, yeah, like those little GIF tubes. Do you mm-hmm. say G- wait? GIF is the peanut butter, and GIF is the computer thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wrote, "It's real whether she wants it to be or not, although she realizes that at this point." Yeah. Oh, yeah. but she. She's saying, like, she doesn't want to get any prenatal care.
1: Right. She's not ready to do all those things yet. Yeah. Although, like, she's a doctor. Right. So she should know how important all of that is.
0: Yeah. I know people who, like, aren't pregnant yet and are, like, tangentially just like, if I get pregnant, I get pregnant. And they just take, like, they're not trying, but, like, they just take prenatals every day anyway. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh wow. Hmm. When Sheldon says, "I have a cousin in a convent in France, maybe they can take you in there." I was like, "Does he really have a cousin in France in a convent? Like I can't tell if he's joking, but in some way it sort of tracks that he would have a cousin in a convent yeah. in France." Right? He's a mysterious, like, one, right? I so. Yeah. It's always the most random people who I find out have, like, a nun in the family. <laughs> like, I wouldn't expect it. And they're like, yeah, my sister, my sister, the sister. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Anything else for dear, sweet, dear, sweet, dear, sweet Amelia Shepard? No, that's all for me. On to miscellaneous. My miscellaneous is what you had at the top, that really awkward scene with Angela and Jake. She's pre-med, which is cool. Nice that we're learning that. And she's enjoying her pre-med classes, which also is important because I feel like sometimes when you have a student whose parent is in that profession, they feel like they have to be it. But it's nice to hear that she really enjoys her bio classes and stuff. And Mm -hmm. she's happy in her relationship.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Just (laughs) Just like Jake is happy with Addison.
1: Mm-hmm. but then
0: jake says he feels like he's the one sending the mixed signals which is confusing because i don't think he is but i don't know yeah i didn't get
1: to see enough of them together her, him and addison to know that part but um yeah i'm, I'm you- interested to see what happens with them
0: <laughs> you will when you rewatch up to this point it's really cute so i haven't loved jake's character in the past Like when I watched Mm. the first time, I remember not really liking him. But again, I think that's because I am so firmly in the Mark Sloan, Addison Shepard. Well, not really Addison Shepard. Mark Sloan, Addison Montgomery camp Mm. that I didn't Mm -hmm. want anyone messing with that because I really, I don't know. Mm. But I like Jake more on this watch. But then I I saw this line and I was like, oh, that's why I don't love him. It's because she, Mm. Angela says, don't you want to be with her? And he says, I'd rather have your mom back.
1: Right. I don't right. like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's nice about the mom, but it's also like, ooh. Yeah. So you're not ready to date anyone else yet. Like
0: When in the still- last episode, he straight told Addison to get ready because he wants to make a baby with her and have a house together. And now he's saying, I'd rather be with your mother, which, yes, she's dead and can't quote-unquote get in the way but it's just a really weird thing to say mm-hmm. yeah or you could say like don't you want to be with her i wish your mother was still around sure but just this the words that he chose saying i'd rather have your mom back mm-hmm. that's true that's true. no don't like that any more miscellaneous is. Oh,
1: just at the end, Addison, again, is talking to her therapist and she asked him a question about how do you know when you should keep going with someone versus letting go? And I was like, uh, so the therapist is not going to answer Okay, got it.
0: (laughs) Because you wanted to know.
1: I needed the answer for myself, too. was like let's see what he has to say and then it ended I was like oh okay true (laughs) (laughs) got it yeah this wasn't for me okay right I'm sorry (laughs) this wasn't my therapy session
0: (laughs) that is funny
1: (laughs) No, that's always a question I think about for pretty much every aspect of my life career love this and that like how do you know Basically, how do you know you're doing the right thing? You know, it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people like, just tell me the answers. Like, don't make me figure it
0: out. Just tell me. <laughs> well, on that note, shall we move to Sam's style? Let's do it. So Sam's style is Dr. Sam Bennett. I know I don't often give it to the fellas. Um, he's wearing a gray waffle long sleeve shirt under like a slightly darker gray t-shirt. And later, when he's outside with Sheldon, he's wearing the same waffle long sleeve long shirt with a black polo on top. Like, why did we ever wear short sleeves over long sleeves? We all did it. But why did we do it? What did we think? Like, it's not cute. It cuts all your lines. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Existential question. (laughs) one. (laughs) Okay, what is, our who, hmm, let me guess, who is our guest star spotlight? Well, you know, I was going to pick someone else, but sh-
1: how could I not pick Anika Noni Rose? Yep. <laughs> so obviously I mentioned she was the voice of the first African-American princess on, for Disney, uh, Princess and the Frog, Princess Tiana. She has been named a Disney legend because of it. She's also voicing the new uh, Princess Tiana TV series that's coming out, the animated series and all of that, which Mm would be really cool. I'm trying to figure out how do I become like, a don't know, Princess Tiana friend or, you know, sister or something. (laughs) Um, But she was also Lorel in one of my favorite movies, Dreamgirls. Um, also has a big connection to me. She'll be on Broadway coming soon again. Um, she's obviously a, um, I think many people know she's a Tony Award winner. She won the Tony, I think before this episode would have come out or anything like that. She won it pretty young for her role in Carolina Change. But she, yeah, she's coming back to Broadway in a play called Uncle Uncle Vanya. Uh which oh, Uncle
0: Vanya. Star- yeah. On. Check off. Yes. Check off, yeah.
1: Yes. It'll star um Steve Carell, which should be pretty cool. And it's a pretty star-studded cast. So that'll be interesting. I think it comes maybe the end of this year or early next year. Oh. Um, Soon. Yeah, pretty soon, I think. And then I saw just a like a fun fact, I saw her um do Carmen Jones at the classic stage theater in New York in like 2018, 2019. She was incredible. And I got to meet her afterwards. She was so kind, so sweet, but she's so petite. I was like, oh my gosh, how are you so small? But yeah, she's, she's obviously since this episode has aired, she's done quite a many things. Um, I feel like she's a household name at this point or pretty close to, if not um, already. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think she's just going to continue to do great things.
0: I love her. Also, she got married kind of recently and her wedding photos. Do you remember seeing those? Yes. She looks like freaking Princess Tiana and her
1: and looks so like nice. Naveen.
0: I know. Like if you put the character's face
1: yeah right next to their their wedding photo like yeah her
0: dress was like so beautiful yeah she it was ornate but also not over the top which I feel like is a hard line to to straddle Mm -hmm. yeah she's great we follow her so I like all of her photos yeah me too trivia for this episode the one and only trivia this episode scored 6.85 million viewers not a whole lot oh (laughs) (laughs) compares agrees (laughs) on to Charade's shenanigans what do you think is going to happen
1: yeah. Well, this one wasn't as fun to come up with a shenanigan because it was so sad and dark. I was like, i, How can I something happy out of this hope. So I went with Addison is going to spoil Amelia's baby when it does come. Yeah. Oh, I feel like it's going to be a girl. They're going to go, she's going to have auntie and me dates and stuff with the baby and all those things. <laughs> and then I also said the bond of Mason and Charlotte will be unbreakable. I think this Episode will really be pivotal, p- pivotal in both of their lives, and um yeah, I can just see them, yeah, just just forming a really strong bond because of this this whole situation and how she cared for him so deeply, and yeah, again, that hug was just tremendous. So I feel like that's gonna be what are the what are the things that people are seeing a core memory, yeah,
0: core memory, it's cute, <laughs> yeah, yeah okay yeah those are my two yeah what about uh Sam and Corinne
1: wasn't sure that's why I was like I don't know Um, I'm putting you on the spot here yeah (laughs) I feel like Sam is gonna try his best to you know stay in her life visit her all the things I think he'll, he'll meet some resistance at first maybe she'll refuse to see him for a while but I hope that he never gives up. And eventually she sees that he's not giving up. And so she lets him in and, you know, um, she starts to get better and starts to understand things a little bit better. And they find a way to, to still be close siblings, whether that means she stays in this inpatient or, or she's able to come out.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's everybody. You don't know enough about Jake to ask about that. We, we don't know enough about Sheldon to ask about that, nor has anything happened in his life. Oh, Sheldon. (laughs) My mom was on last week and she's so adamantly anti Charlotte and anti Sheldon. And I'm like, how did I come from you? Really? She's so anti Charlotte and so anti Sheldon. (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) I like them both. (laughs) I know they're my favorites.
1: Dude, it's funny.
0: (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Okay, now I'm realizing that I didn't actually do a rating. I just wrote why I didn't like it. I'll come up with one. That's the this is the beach one, right? The beach theme. Thing. Yeah. So let's do MVPs first. Okay, great. Um, mine, I couldn't choose between Mason and Erica, so I'm just doing them together. Um, mm-hmm. I cannot imagine being on either end of this episode for them. And they both tried to be so strong for each other and they love each other so much. It's so hard to watch, but so well done. And mm-hmm. Mason's wise beyond his years. But at the same time, I feel like he does a really good job of showing the adults around him that like, yes, he's a child, but he's not stupid or naive. You know, mm-hmm. like he knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, And ugh, Erica, I can't. I just simply cannot.
1: Yeah, no, I totally, totally get that, and I I agree. I I think I have Mason and Charlotte as my MVPs. Okay. Mason, for all the reasons that you just mentioned, um, what an incredible kid! What a strong kid! Like, oh, I couldn't imagine, couldn't imagine it. And just even from an actor perspective, I thought he did a wonderful job with this role. Like, wow and then charlotte again i think it's just you you're saying you said that she came she's come a long way um i didn't necessarily know all of that but just seeing how she has stepped up in this particular episode to be there for this kid and to be there for cooper was really beautiful and remarkable and like something that i feel like people who are in a situation like that are in a relationship like you know sort of almost a stepmom kind of don't know what to do in situations like that And I feel like she did a very good job of not trying to replace his mom, not trying to, yeah, just, she she just did a really great job of sort of balancing the relationship that she has with this family and her place and her role in this family versus Erica and and even Mason's role. So I thought that she was a a great MVP for this episode.
0: I agree. Yeah. I give it to Charlotte too much. That's why I didn't. But Mm. like every week I give it to Charlotte. Okay, I think I came up with a rating. So, first, I'll read what I wrote. I really don't like this episode. Again, not because of anything creative or writing or anything. It's just, it's so upsetting and it's so awkward. And it's so hard to watch Sam and Corinne go through this and Eric and Mason say goodbye and Amelia be so strong, but so scared. And it's one of those that I just rarely rewatch, even though it isn't like a quote unquote tough one, like the Katie Ken episode in season two or 5.8 with Amelia or 4.7 with Charlotte. It just is like, there isn't anything to break the tension. I think that's it. And I'm sure it was on purpose, but it is just such a heavy episode all around And again, maybe I would have been annoyed if there was a storyline that was a funny one because I'm like, why are we here? But I just, it's not a fun watch. Mm -hmm. So that made me think of when you, I always used to go on vacation in December because I grew up in a place that was cold in the winter, as is a lot of places. So we would always go to Florida in December to go to my grandma's apartment. And it was sometimes just like too hot because I was used to winter, right? Wearing a sweater, wearing like all these things. So at first, like it's it's really nice to not have those layers. But then if you're laying on the beach and it's so hot, and you know that you're getting like a sunburn, or you're just like sweating, or you're just hot and uncomfortable, but you're still on the beach, right? So like we're still on the beach. We still get to see all of these characters who we love, and we know we're still watching Private Practice, a show that we love, but it's just a little bit uncomfortable. Right. I guess I could also say like sand in your bathing suit, but I like the sunburn one better.
1: Nice. That's a good one. That's a good one. I think for me, my rating it would be similar to like a day when you you plan to go to the beach, you're out on the beach with your family and then you're having a great day and then all of a sudden a crazy like rain shower just happens and you have to run and get all of your stuff and run and try to seek some sort of shelter and like pray and hope that the rain goes away so you can go back and continue your perfect day.
0: Mm-hmm. But it doesn't,
1: <laughs> the rain never stops. So you have to leave the beach.
0: <laughs> the rain never stops. <laughs> the carousel never stops turning. Resolves. <laughs> I like that so thank you for being here of course i love this so far i think this is my last one with you for this season but you'll definitely be back next season oh please yes um with kyle oh my god i can't wait yes kyle! <laughs> thank you for joining us for this week's episode of beach houses and babies a private practice recap podcast Please follow us on Instagram at Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to be the first to hear future episodes. You can find me at Samantha G. Harris on Instagram.
1: And you can follow me at Sheree on Instagram and at IamSheree everywhere else. Website IamSheree.com.
0: Or in a city near you. But don't literally follow her because that would be rude. (laughs) I don't want that. If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and sharing it with a friend. It really helps people learn about the show, and we might read your review on the podcast. We still haven't gotten a new one, though, so can't do that. We would love for you to join our Patreon community at patreon.com slash podcast. On our next episode, we'll be discussing Private Practice Season 5, Episode 18 with your friend and mine, Mimi. They are available to stream on Hulu and can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more. If you have thoughts you'd like to share with us on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at bhabpodcast or email us at bhabpodcast at gmail.com to be featured on our Listener Mail segment. Thanks for listening. BHAB Podcast will be back in two weeks. TGIT. I got too excited because you smiled at me.